Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. We're going to be talking about legacy issues today. We're kind of taking, uh, through the last several weeks, we're kind of taking through some of the key aspects of financial planning. And what we're going to be talking right now about is legacy. Now, most people think legacy means money assets mm-hmm. estate, estate planning a fine yes. like estate planning financial but what we want to talk about we'll probably touch on that today but yeah. we also want to talk about there's more to legacy issues than money and assets yeah. right and legacy in in my mind with this profession that we're in is one of the biggest items that people are not quite sure how to talk about right you know, they're not quite sure how to express what they're feeling or what they need, but it's so important. And we, we, we've we talked with ourselves and with clients, like if, if you're going to watch a basketball game and you're going to watch one quarter, it's going to be the fourth quarter. That's the most interesting. And especially- That's the only time that you've got, right? Yeah, right. And if, especially if both teams have done well over, their, over the course of the game, the fourth quarter is where all the intrigue is. And the same is with life. If someone has done well in their life, they've had a career, they've raised a family, like the fourth quarter is the most interesting. And it, people, I think, have this, this perception that I'm done now. I've retired. I've raised my family. Right. I'm done. But but that is one not not satisfying and fulfilling. But but two, there's so much of life that is that is available. You know, in that fourth quarter, and so interesting to look at your overall um, kind of finances and your overall life and your overall what you're passing on to the next generation. So when, I, when we talk about legacy planning, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about a, a, a big bucket of things. And and one, I think that's you know we're just gonna I want to talk about it first is is just not running out of money. Right. There's a lot of folks who they've lived a good life. You know, they have done well professionally. They've been respected in their careers. They've, they've raised a good family, and they don't want to fall from that position. You know, in their family and their friends, even for themselves, they don't want to fall from that. So they don't want to find themselves on the street or find yeah. themselves needing. So we spend a lot of time with clients, and this is this is for investing side of it. But I think I think it's a good interjection right now. We spend a lot of time with clients coming up with what their required rate of return is. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when clients reach a certain point, they don't need to take the same risk that they took earlier in their life. Yeah. So what we try to do is to find out what that required amount. But once we've accomplished that, then we start talking about what is it that you want to do with your wealth? And that's the that's the financial aspect of legacy planning. Yeah. But we oftentimes get into conversation about what money is for and how you're going to use it mm. and what this, you know, this inheritance, what 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 are you going to do this not only with your children, your grandchildren or other places that yeah. it goes with, right? Well, and you made a comment to a number of clients of saying that no one will appreciate your money as much as you do. Right. And I think it's a really valid comment that people who worked hard, saved hard, scrimped, sacrificed, you know, put into retirement, they've done all these things along the way. No one, even their kids, their family members, even great organizations that are doing great things in the community, they're not going to appreciate that nearly as much as the person who scrimped and saved, you know, to, to get there. So, so I think number one, people, you know, as they think about legacy planning is that they want to maintain their I don't say lifestyle, but they, they don't want to run out. They don't want to have that, hey, he did great, but then, oh man, he ended up in the poorhouse or whatever it may be. Right. So they want to finish well. 
But part of that also, and I think here's the, the social aspect where it gets away from money, is continuing with their family and their friend and kind of their social position, I guess. And that's, I think, a tricky one because you have someone who feels that they're the you know, matriarch or the patriarch of their family and they're respecting their community and they're contributing to their community and then they retire and they're getting a little older and they want to maintain that same level of um, involvement or same level of social status, but it, it has to shift and it has to shift with them. And that's part of, I think, a legacy is, is kind of aging, aging well, transitioning well. Um, because that that matriarch patriarch mantle, you know, if you want to call it that, needs to pass to the next generation. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that person who you know passes it smoothly, their legacy to say I'm now inspiring and and pushing forward the next generation. There's some beauty there, um, but but it's 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 a bigger conversation and it it's is. a bigger thing to think about. Yeah, I think I think um, for all of us, I mean, I'm older than you, and what I have tried to accomplish is knowledge is really important to me. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always tell my wife, I said, you read for pleasure. I read for knowledge. And I'm constantly trying to seek information that can not only benefit myself from a financial standpoint, but also mostly to provide good, wise counsel to my clients. And everybody comes with a myriad of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, somebody who's never had children, uh, somebody who's married several times, somebody who's built a business, somebody who's done this. What we try to do, and we talked about it last time, is we try to help people not make major mistakes. Mm. And I always go back to a comment that a, that a wise man told me. He said, like raising children, allow your children to fail small. Mm. He said, make sure that you, you, you give them the opportunity to take on a project or mm. money or whatever and watch what they do with it. It's like loaning money to a child. A child comes to you and says, will you you know, will you loan me some money? I've got, I've got a, I've got a spot in my life where Mm -hmm. I need some help. And and I'm not opposed to that, but I am opposed to using primarily loan, but I want to see what the child does. Mm. They make a verbal commitment to a parent or a grandparent. Did they follow through with that? Did they pay it back? If they said, I'll pay you interest, did they pay the interest? Mm. Those are things that are really important in building Mm. character, but also understanding the character of the individual, the family member or whatever. So, right. Yeah, I think that's, um, I guess that's, that's two prongs even to talk about, you know, one is continuing your own social, you know, aspect as you, as you age of, of, you know, for someone to say, okay, I want to travel, I want to do this, but also passing on those, those values, right. right. That, you know, hard work ethic. I mean, I, I have many memories, you know, working with my dad of digging holes. We put a roof on a house once, you know, our house, we helped him roof it. Like, like things where it's just hard work and you get halfway through the day and you're tired. You yeah, don't want to do it anymore. It's time to quit. And you're right. going, your dad goes, no. Yeah, the job's we, not done. We got to keep going. And, and he passed on a legacy to me of, of the ability to work hard. Right. And I think um, that's so valuable in any area of life I go into. The, the idea that I know I've got another gear. Mm-hmm. I know that if things get hard, I can keep going. And man, that, that what a legacy, you know, for someone who's a hard worker to pass that to their kids. Um, you talk about knowledge, you know, just to pass on good lessons and good things. And I, I think there's a lot of families, at least that we've spoken with our clients, that this is really easy and really natural. There's a lot of families where this is not easy and this is not natural. They weren't trained by their parents. Right. Or their kids don't want to hear it. Their right. kids don't want to listen. Right. There's almost a rebellion pushback, right? Yeah. And, and at any age, I mean, we've had clients, their kids are fifties and you know they're trying to help impart something and it's just not getting through. Um, so I think that's, that's when we think of planning, you know, at any age, you know, the when I talk about legacy planning, like it's not just your money, you know, and that's I think what we'll spend more time on. It also is, is talking about what what are you going to do in in fact in the sense of finishing out your fourth quarter, finishing out your life. So when people look at your life, they say, "Wow, 
you they did. finished well. Right. I would really like to finish like like they did. But also that your kids kind of continue, or your kids, or your family, or community, whoever's in your life, that they would continue you know, building on what you've built, whether it's right. knowledge or skills or or morals or values. I mean, I think that's um yeah, really key thing. Yeah. So the legacy issues, I mean, obviously the practical side of it is is having a proper will, having a proper your beneficiary designations. We could take take a client through the steps yeah. and make sure that we've examined all the documents to make sure that they've done the right things. I mean, and that's what we do with our progress yeah. meetings. And we we got update. I just just talked to not only you, but also to another attorney that we've worked with for a number of years. We're reviewing and we're reviewing an estate plan. Those are the practical sides of it. But more importantly is the psychological, the yeah. emotional, the value that you're trying to uh, adhere to or pass on to your children. Um, and it's it's really interesting when you get into some of these esoteric mm. uh, statements and you, as planners, we pick these things up from our clients. Well, what is, can we dig this, can we kind of flesh that out mm. a little bit more? Can we dig a little bit deeper? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And oftentimes we have the privilege of seeing a client really reach down deep to get his true value, get their true value yeah. and say, this is really what I want. Yeah. Why is that? Why why is that important to you? And it starts to come out and you start to realize there's some deep issues that are rooted down in that person's emotions about what they want to accomplish. Yeah, that's great. We had a client, I'll just tell a quick story. We had a client that um, he was retiring and had plenty of funds for himself. And he wanted to do the planning to say, how much of this money can I give away without breaking my retirement, without really running out of money? And that was one of the first people who done, but we kind of flipped the planning rather than saying, do I have enough? We said, okay, yeah, you have enough. But he wanted to know on a monthly basis or an annual basis what he could give away. And he had, you know, some local family, but he said, you know, if, if all his nieces and nephews got, you know, a couple thousand dollars for Christmas, you know, something like that, right. like how much could he do and how far could he go down that path without jeopardizing his own future? And it was great planning. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a really good comment to him that he didn't, of course, want to run out. He wanted to, you know, continue his own personal legacy to the end of his life. But, you know, if he, in his mind, if he died with a hundred bucks in his account and, you know, right. a full family and happiness and he'd pass all this stuff out, and he got to see the fruits of what he was giving away, man, uh, he would have loved that. And you know, that, that was the, the idea of what he was planning for. And so there's that aspects like that. I always tell people when they're doing estate planning, like, what is, what, what are you going to pass on to your kids? That's just going to supercharge their life. Mm-hmm. Not that it's going to, you know, cause them to lose their work ethic or make really bad choices or become, you know, manipulated by others. But rather, what is just going to spur them forward? Um, right. And, and times money helps with that, but but it's it's such beyond that to to think of what are you really trying to accomplish here, and how can you benefit you know your your family or those around you with your legacy? And that, like I said, that being your morals, that being your your time, that being the values that you care about, that also being your resources. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you pass all those things on? But yeah, he was a great client. I've I brought that into many other clients now to, to as part of their planning to say, okay, wh- now that you've made it, now that we've planned out that your retirement's okay. What could you do with this? How far could we go and kind of stress test this as far as giving stuff away? And a lot of what we do is is to come back to that. You know, I, I have the philosophy that we're not here just to build up extra cordwood. Mm. You know, in other words, just to build up extra wood. Once you have enough money, once you have enough assets that maintains your lifestyle, and we know for with a high degree of certainty that you're going to be fine. Um, the question is, how how does this, I mean, what kind of work do you do? I mean, where where does it where do you mm. stop? And it, there was a book that I that I read, and I, the author 
it was as though he was eavesdropping on a conversation mm. between two guys and they were at a very wealthy individual's home and uh, they were talking about how successful this man was. And the one man's comment to the other man, he says, I'll have something that he'll never have. And, he, and the other man looked at him, he says, what is that? He said, enough. In other words, he was happy with where he was financially, and he wasn't trying to build a bigger barn mm. with more stuff in it. He was happy with where he's at, yeah. and he was satisfied that he had reached a certain level and that he could maintain his existence, and he was financially free. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's really important. Right? What, what beauty to get to a point in your life, you know, at any age, but especially in your retirement, to say, I have enough. Right. I no longer need to keep my eyes on myself. I can now look to my family, to my community, to others, and say... I'm happy. I'm mm -hmm. content. I have enough. And in fact, for a lot of our clients, and a lot of other people, I have, I have excess, I have extra, I have surplus, and I can use this as a resource to accomplish whatever I think mm -hmm. is useful, whether it's for my family or for others. But man, I mean, to, to get to enough, I mean, that, that is, and I think in our American culture is um, a, a difficult thing to say, yeah. I have enough. Yeah. We're going to continue our conversation on legacy planning, and we invite you to stay tuned. We're going to talk, we're kind of expand this a little bit further and to find out what financial freedom really means to you. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. We've been talking about legacy planning, and we've, we've kind of spoken through, you know, the legacy for a lot of people is, is your fourth quarter. It's if you're watching a basketball game or some sort of sports event, and it's been a good game throughout, the most interesting quarter becomes the fourth quarter. How is this right. going to finish? And for, for folks living their lives, you know, the same applies. If you've lived a good life, you've, you've earned money, you've, you've had some success, some accomplishments, the fourth quarter becomes extremely interesting. Mm -hmm. how, how are you going to finish? And we talked in the last section about you know, is legacy is not just your money. Your legacy is the morals you're passing on. It's, it's how you continue in the, the social status or the, the position in your family you know, all the way through your life. Um, and even in passing on some things. But one thing I want to talk about that is legacy planning is also legacy planning for the unexpected. Uh, if we would say plan A is what we just talked about. <laughs> plan A is that you live to a ripe old age. Plan right. and A every, And everything goes right. Yeah. Plan A is that you have a successful working life. You then you know, have plenty of money through the rest of your life. You give it generously to those around you. Um, you're able to stay healthy. You're able to do all those things. That's that's kind of plan A. Well, well, a plan B, which you know most everyone runs into, is at some point you have to die. <laughs> at some point you're going to, and, and I think well, people, we're all going to die. Yeah, and I, I think unfortunately when I do estate planning with folks, they jump to that as if that's plan A, like we're going to die and this is where our stuff goes. That's interesting. And I would say plan A is you live your life and you utilize your stuff and you give your stuff and you 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 make good use of what you've built. You benefit from the work and effort that yeah. you. Yeah, and so does those around you, right? right. That, that'd be in my mind. That's plan A. So to plan A to say. We're fully cared for. Our families are fully cared for. And we die with very little. 
I feel is, is, is plan A. There's others who, you know, have different goals and ambitions and that's a personal thing, but, but for plan A, I think that's, you know, living to a ripe old age. Plan B is that at some point you'll die and that might be very soon. It might be very late and putting a safety net in there so that, that when, you know, someone were to pass away, those around you are not left in a lurch. They're the, the future hopes and dreams are not dashed in a moment. Um, and, and I think that's a little bit of, I guess, safety net planning. And uh, just as an example, I have a client that her husband passed away unexpectedly, fairly young. And he was, he was very young. He was, yeah, very young. Yeah. Forties yeah. and um, unexpected, but they had life insurance. They had some other things. They weren't hugely in debt. That was unreasonable. And, you know, in, and after the, you know, everything was kind of settled and the assets, the insurance assets kind of covered things in a moment, in a heartbeat, she would give it all back to have her husband back. Of course. Sure. However, his part of his legacy is that he left his wife and kids in a position that they can continue the life that that he was building while he was alive. Right. And that that in and of itself is a legacy, you know, a legacy to say, this is what, what my family and I were building. And even though I no longer get to be a part of it because of an unexpected event, my family continues on that same path. And, and that is a, I think, a, a beautiful part of a, a safety net planning, you know, and that's partly through insurance, partly it's through having a good estate plan, you know, wills and trusts and things like but that. But I think the protection aspects of it, I mean, I'm- I always come back to, I always tell clients, I said, life insurance, the, the, the format for life insurance, at the end of the day, it replaces money. If you have enough money, life insurance becomes very, very insignificant, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not to say you get rid of all your policies, but the primary purpose of life insurance is to pay for those things that you haven't been able to get through because of time. Let's say like a mortgage or getting mm-hmm. your kids through college or creating the income for your for your uh, spouse that depends upon your income, whatever, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes down to. It says, what's the amount of insurance you need and what kind of insurance that you need? Yeah. And, and a lot of people, they don't take really the time to think about, the, first of all, that. Yeah. There are some practical things. And we're not, the two of us are not people that are life insurance, so to speak, agents. So what, what our concern always is that life insurance is kind of like uh, a man with a hammer trying to find a nail. Mm-hmm. Sure, and we're yeah. trying to solve all the financial problems by using life insurance. That we see it as a tool, but we don't see it as the end all. Yeah, no, I think as a, it needs a good job, and there's right. there's a specific place where insurance is the best way to, to solve it. But you're right. I mean, we'll see a number of folks that will come to us, and they have these you know universal or whole life policies that they were sold not because of it's a protection. But because this is an investment vehicle, right? That's going to be so good for him. And and in a, a very few you know situations, it is. It's it's a great thing to have. In many of those situations, it was it was not the best investment vehicle, and they're trying to so- solve a number of problems with one right you know, thing. But all that, all that said, insurance has an absolute place, and so does estate planning. Like mm-hmm. um, we, we've talked, I think, on the radio before here. But when when someone if on their deathbed they were to give away their home, a home they'd owned for 20, 30 years, they give it to their kids because I want you to have this. Well, in that quote unquote gift <laughs> during their life. They just gave away their entire tax basis, which means all those capital gain taxes they might owe, they just gave those to their kids. You need to, you need to flesh that out a little bit more. I think our listening audience probably, I mean, it's natural for a parent to want to make sure yeah. that their property goes to their children or child. And they actually are going to harm that child from a tax standpoint. Yeah, from, from tax. And that's why it takes some good planning. But yeah, if, if you were to give property during your life, you you give them the cost basis that you have. And whenever someone sells a property, let's say an investment rental or something, the cost, the difference between the cost basis they paid for it, say $100,000, and the sale price, say $400,000, that difference is all taxable. And it's usually taxed at the capital gains rate. So if someone's had a property for 
20, 30 years, you could have a massive amount of capital gain. Particularly in the last the last several years yeah. where we've had really good equity building, right? Yeah. So the day before death, on their deathbed, they give this gift. Well, all those taxes survive, they continue on, and that next generation will owe those taxes when they when they when they sell. Based on current tax laws, if someone were to pass away owning a property, um, usually in a trust would be the best way to do it. You set up a trust, the trust owns a property so you can avoid probate. But if somebody passes away, all of those taxes, in essence, can disappear. Because mm-hmm. at death, you get what's called a step-up in basis. So your cost basis that might have been $100,000 when you bought it 20, 30 years ago, all of a sudden that cost basis moves all the way up to the fair market value on the date of your death. And the next generation inherits that property at that fair market value. So if I sell basis. the property the week after my my mom or dad passes away, what's my tax on that? Yeah, very likely zero. You know, there's some other aspects and some other things that go into there and every situation, of course, is different. Right. But generally, all those capital gains that, that existed during your parents' life at the time of their death, when the next generation inherits that property, all those taxes just disappear. It, it's, it's, it's one of the magic pieces of our, of our tax code. And if the trust is set up appropriately, I'm assuming this in this scenario or in, in most scenarios, people are going to have a trust. Yeah, like in California, you would want to have a trust to avoid probate and right. name who it goes to. So the the aspects of the dynamic part of the trust is the control aspect, right? So there's a, there's a succession of authority mm-hmm. goes from the people who created the trust and who bought the assets and managed it. And it passes over typically to a family member but that is the successor trustee. And what is their role then? Yeah, this is, so most everyone, when they create a trust, they name the successor trustee. And that's the person is going to basically step into the shoes of whoever made the trust when they pass away. They step into their shoes and they, they have marching orders in the trust. It might say, you know, take care of my kids until they're 30. It might right. say, um, you know, divide up what I have and, and give it away to my nieces and nephews. It, you know, there's marching orders that they've spelled out. But I, I guess we bring this up to say, like, there's there's tax aspects, there's you know, safety, security, insurance aspects that all are part of the legacy. But I I, kind of want to stress that legacy isn't just where your money goes. Right. You know, people jump to that, you know, okay, what's my will going to say? But legacy is a much larger picture. um, And part of it absolutely is your trust. Part of it is some really good planning to make sure whatever assets you have transition to the next generation as smoothly, as tax efficiently, as without causing strife and conflict within the family. That's all the, the the legal work or the financial planning work that that we would do. But the bigger questions, what I love to walk people through, is is that legacy. Of what do you want your legacy to be while you're alive? What do you want your legacy to be as you finish well and, and give an example to that? Um, you know, I have an example in my family. My my grandfather, my grandmother was sick later in her life, and my grandfather would go and she had to be at a, a care facility. He'd have lunch with her every day for years, and that was how he he couldn't do a lot for his wife that he used to. He wasn't physically able. But he was able to show up. And that was a legacy that I have for my grandfather of loving a spouse well to the end. To the end. You know, even when things are no longer fun, they're no longer easy. He was present. He was there with her. And that, that's a legacy he passed on. And it cost him nothing. You know, it was just something that he did. So there's aspects of legacy that are that are um, tangible. There's aspects of legacy that are um, just passing on who you are. Intrinsic. Yeah. I hope we you've enjoyed this conversation between Jeremiah and myself about legacy planning. It's more than just money. There's a lot more to it than that. And if you'd like to more like to have more information about what we're talking about, I'd, I'd suggest that you reach out to us. Uh, phone number is 951-684-7011. Or just simply go to retirementunlimited.com, go to the contacts button, and send whatever question you'd like to have answered. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. 
Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.